Welcome to Letter to Philippi Live, our daily broadcast looking at Paul's letter to the Philippians. Today we'll be looking at uh, Philippians 1, 3 through 6, as we continue now working working toward the body of the letter. We've seen in verses 1 and 1, the address labeled the letter, verse 2, the greeting to the letter, and now we are moving into the body of the letter, where Paul will be sharing about his feelings for the people in Philippi. So we will begin with a word of prayer, and then we'll be looking today at verses 3 through 6 of Philippians chapter 1. O Lord, you are good. We thank you. We bless your holy name. We thank you, Lord, for the Messiah who is our life, and we honor his name. We thank you for this word you've given us by your holy servant, Paul. And we now give these words to you in the name of Yeshua, who is our Lord and Savior. Amen get my Instagram feed going. I forgot to start the Instagram feed. So we'll be looking today, this is Letter to Philippi Live, a daily broadcast Monday through Friday, 12 p.m. Pacific Time, 2 p.m. Chicago Time, 3 p.m. Eastern Time, and 10 p.m. Jerusalem Time. And this is an ongoing daily Monday through Friday class looking at Paul's letter to the Philippians, Letter to Philippi, and this comes to you from Letter to Philippi, a new Messian Jewish theological teaching organization, which I am the founder and also the teacher of this class. So we will be uh, getting started here. I just need to uh, change something on our uh, setup here, and then we can get going. It's very difficult when you are the you are the on air on-air person, plus also the all the background rules, the videographer, the, the sound man, and the uh, graphics person. But we are good to go now, so we'll be looking at uh, Philippians chapter 1, verses 3 through 6, and uh, we'll get that up on the screen. In his letters to the Galatians and Corinthians, Paul wrote using harsh terms to correct false teachings and sinful activities within these Messianic communities and that plagued them. But here in Philippians, however, Paul can warmly share his love and concern for the Philippians and make them aware of how thankfully to God he is for them, their love for him, and their work for the Messiah. Whereas in his other letters, which are, are as I said, in Galatia, Galatia and Corinth, which were set up to be confronting false teaching, the false teachers in Galatia, the issues of, of sexual impropriety in Corinth, Paul started right off in his letters, harshly confronting these, these evils that were in the community. But in this letter to Philippi, in his letter to the Philippians, Paul here can start off with words of love 
and speaking of of his of his deep relationship with the people in Philippi, he says, "I thank my God every time I think of you." So there's such a deep bond between Paul and the people in Philippi that every time the people of Philippi come to his reminding, he thanks God for them. He thanks God for them to that they are part of his life. They are co-workers with him for the Messiah. Paul can warmly share his love and concern for the Philippians and make them aware of how thankful he is to God for them, that he thanks God every time he thinks of them, and their life and love for him and their work for the Messiah. As we see later in the letter, Paul has derived much joy from the Philippians and is thankful to God for their work for him in spreading the good news of the Messiah. Paul also had a good memories of how the Messianic community and Philippi showed him love and care, and he focused on these memories whenever he thinks of them. So Paul here, whenever he thinks of the people of Philippi, he does it with joy and thankfulness to God for them because of their, their love for him and their, their, their demonstrating their love for him by following his teachings and sharing the message of the Messiah in Philippi and being co-workers, as, as, as we'll say about them, they were working with him to make the Messiah known. And out of that, there's a deep bond that we'll see that runs throughout this whole letter between Paul and the Philippians. And Paul here, as he begins this letter to them, wants to make sure they know that whenever he thinks of them, he thinks about them, he does it with thankfulness to God because of the deep love, the deep sharing in the work of ministry that they have. In verse 4, we read, Whenever I pray for all of you, I will always pray with joy. Paul uses the Greek word diasesis, usually translated as supplication, to demonstrate his serious prayer for them. As Paul, as apostle of the Gentiles, Paul is sharing how deeply he loves and seeks the best from God for the people in Philippi. Paul uses the same Greek word diasesis in Romans 10.1. Speaking about his heart for the Jewish people, where he said, Brothers, my heart's desire and my prayer to God for Israel is for their salvation. So Paul here is demonstrating a deep love, deep love for them in his prayer for them. That is not just simplistic or 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 out or or insincere prayers, but Paul has deep supplicatory prayers for the people of Philippi, who means so much to him. And he can also use, as I said, the same Greek word, diasesis, speaking about his deep prayer for the salvation of the Jewish people. As Paul deeply, deeply cried out to God in deep supplicatory prayer for the salvation of the Jewish people, his own people to come to acknowledge Messiah, he also shares that deep level of prayer for the people of Philippi, who means so much to him. And of which he cares so much, as we said, that whenever he thinks of them, he does so with, with thankfulness to God. In using all of you in this in his prayers for the Philippians, Paul shows the importance of all the Philippian believers understanding their unity in Messiah and how vitally vital unity is to the growth and health of their community. As we will see in chapter four, there is a conflict between two prominent women in Philippi, two leaders of the congregation. Avodia and Syntyche, who 
which caused a crisis that required Paul to call the Philippians back to unity for the sake of the believers in Philippi. So Paul here is continuing talking about his deep love for the people of Philippi and his deep prayer for them and for all of them so that they would be unified as a community of faith, to be a unified message of Messiah to the people of Philippi. In verse 5, We read, because you have shared in proclaiming the good news from the very first day until now. When Paul first visited Philippi on his second missionary journey, which we see in Acts 16, he shared the message of the good news of Messiah to Lydia and other women participating in Jewish prayer on Shabbat near the river. Lydia came to believe the message of Yeshua as Messiah and became the first believer in Philippi. And then she shared the message with her whole household who became followers of Yeshua. Lydia and her family's early and enthusiastic response to the good news of Yeshua set an example for the continuing growth of the Philippian community as their supportive efforts to spread the good news. From Lydia, the first believer in Philippi, the work of bringing the good news to Philippi and beyond became a priority for the Philippian Messianic community. Their work of spreading the good news of the Messiah involved active and ongoing participation in the work of Paul, which continued from his first visit, and now many years later. By their example, they showed their commitment to Yeshua and followed the example of Paul, extending the work of his ministry even while he was in chains. Because of this, there is a close relationship between Paul and the Philippians, which are demonstrated in these opening greetings, and, and is based in the actions of sharing the good news about Yeshua, but as I said, being co-workers with Paul, because of the, the commitment of the people in Philippi to the message of, of the Messiah, of the, commis, the, the message of making the Messiah known to the world, brought a deep relationship, a deep love, between them and Paul, as Paul saw them as co-workers with him in the work of making the Messiah known. And because of this, he had deep love for them and deep prayers for them because they were faithful to the work of the Messiah and they were making Messiah known in their communities. The close relationship between Paul and the Philippians demonstrated in these opening greetings is shown in their action of sharing the good news about Yeshua. The love that Paul has for the Philippians and the Philippians have for Paul comes from their love for Yeshua, leading them to their shared mission, grounded in the good news, which they believe and proclaim. So this, this mutual love between that Paul has with the people of Philippi is based in their working together for the Messiah, that the people of Philippi were not just, just people who heard a message and accepted it and then went on with their lives. But no, they heard the message of the Messiah. They embraced Yeshua as the Messiah. And then from there, lived lives as co-workers with, with Paul, as ones who are continuing to work daily to make the Messiah known in Philippi and to extend the message of the, of, of the Messiah throughout Macedonia.
And because of this, Paul has, has deep love for them because they are working side by side with him. They're co-workers with him in making the Messiah known. In verse 6, we see, and that will conclude our time for today, and I'm sure of this, that the one who began a good work among you will keep it growing until it's completed on the day of Messiah Yeshua. Paul attested to the faithfulness of the Philippians and that their faithfulness will grow until Messiah's return at which time they will see the fullness of their salvation and resurrection to eternal life in the presence of God and Messiah Yeshua. Paul also shares is his expectancy that Yeshua will return soon and uses this sense of expectation as an extra level of assurance to the believers in Philippi, especially for those like him facing persecution for their faith. So Paul here is, is assuring them of the good work to begin in them, the work of the Messiah in their lives is an ongoing work of continually growing and for them to be continually growing, as we say, become more and more and more in the Messiah until it's completed in the day of Messiah Yeshua. On that final day, when the Messiah returns and they know the fullness of, of their salvation, the fullness of the resurrected life, the fullness of the atonement of Yeshua, until that day, they will continue to grow, become more and more like the Messiah. Until that very day, when the Messiah returns, may it be soon. Until that day, the, the work of, of growing in the Messiah is an ongoing work in their lives. And Paul is giving them assurance that though they will continue to live lives of, of difficulty and persecution in this world, that ahead of them is life eternal on that day of Messiah when they will see the fullness of eternal life, the fullness of salvation, the fullness of the atoning work of the Messiah in their life, and the end of suffering and the entering into, into the eternal state, life eternal with the Messiah of Israel. The day of Messiah Yeshua takes the day of the Lord references to the one God of Israel in the Tanakh and demonstrates the divine nature of Yeshua. The day of the Lord and the day of Messiah Yeshua become one in Paul's teaching. References the Lordship of Yeshua at the, at the end times judge of the created order. So in this here we see Paul Paul taking the, the understood phrase, the day of the Lord from the Tanakh, and unifying with the day of Messiah Yeshua, showing, showing the unity of the Messiah Yeshua with the one God of Israel. That that in in this in this phrase, the day Messiah of Messiah Yeshua is is now a connection and a unification of, of the the well established day of the Lord. That it is also the day of Messiah Yeshua. We can see a reference to the divine nature of the Messiah and the unity within the, the one God of Israel. We have the, the day of the Lord, the reference to the one God of Israel and united with the person of Yeshua, the Messiah. But in this, in this final day, this day when there will be the full revelation of the eternal life, 
the full revelation of the conquering of the God of Israel overall, which we'll be looking at in the Messianic hymn of chapter 2. In this, we see the, the Paul here Paul here recognizing the, the place of Messiah Yeshua as the one who will be the, the end of the times, Lord of, Lord of all, in times judge of all the created order. And this we see as a word of assurance to the people in Philippi, though they will be living difficult lives now as followers of Yeshua, there is hope ahead of them. The Messiah Yeshua is at the end of the line, and Messiah Yeshua will be the end-time judge who will be there, and they will be in the atonement of the Messiah on that final day when this world ends and the the world to come begins. So that will conclude our time for today. We, were, we are looked at verse 3 through 6 today of Philippians, at Paul's thankfulness and prayers for the Philippians, as he's now moving more into the body of the letter. As I said, the last couple of days we looked at the, the, the uh, address label of the book in chapter 1, and the uh, greetings in in. Chapter two. So, starting with verse three, Paul moves into the body of the letter, and he was sharing here, as we saw today, about his deep love for the Philippians, his deep prayer for them, and his deep uh, love for them that is bound up in there, working side by side with him for the work of the Messiah. So, tomorrow, tomorrow we'll be looking at verses seven through eleven. As Paul continues to share about his love for the people in Philippi. And that will conclude our time for today. This is Letter to Philippi Live, a daily Monday through Friday broadcast on Facebook Live, Instagram Live, Twitter Live, and YouTube Live. That coming to you at 12 p.m. Pacific Time, 2 p.m. Chicago Time, 3 p.m. 3 p.m. Eastern Time and 10 p.m. Jerusalem Time. I guess I, 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 I need to I need to find my East Coast city for the uh, for the, for that as as I've now as I've now designated Chicago as as a a Central Time city. So uh, we'll be continuing the study tomorrow at 12 p.m. Pacific Time and uh, looking at verses 7 through 11 of Philippians 1. And this is Lettered Philippi Live, an initiative of Lettered Philippi, a new Messian Jewish theological teaching organization. And if you would like some more information about our work, we will. Uh, you can go to our website, lettertophilippi.org. There you can ask any questions about it. We have a contact form. You can. Leave a prayer request. I want to be praying for you. You can purchase a copy of our Messian Commentary on Philippians, which is the basis for this class. You can uh, make a contribution to our work. We truly appreciate any contributions toward, toward the work with your one-time or ongoing contributions. We have our Messian Jewish Review of Books. We have our first review up there that you can read. And I'll be adding two more this month. And... Uh, that will, and as I said, anything you want to know about our work, you can go to lettertophilippi.org, and we will uh, see you tomorrow. Thank you for watching. Shalom.